Hey, welcome to the podcast. This is The Surge Effect, and I'm your host, Mike Surge. This podcast will be talking about anything and everything, life in general to current events and past events, and all things about this beautiful and wonderful world that we live in. And this podcast, well, it'll probably have an effect on you. Before we get started on today's podcast, let's talk about two different sponsors that we have. Our first sponsor is Love My Legs Own Sound Grey Bruce. Click on the link below in the description and head on over to their website, which is a Facebook site. has all different kinds of women's leggings on there, and they have three different styles of waistbands. And they are the only lifetime guarantee in the business. So head on over to their their website, their Facebook page, and check out what they have to offer. Our second sponsor for today is T-Shirts, She-Shirts. Once again, click on the link below in the description and head on over to their website and see what they have to offer. They are more than just a T-Shirt company. All right, let's get started with today's podcast. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of The Surge Effect. In today's podcast, we are going to be talking a little bit about what's happened the last few days. Um, a few days back, I, I dropped a podcast called it the uh, YX or XY Files. I'm going to do the same thing again today. I'm going to do the um, XY Files again. Just to cover a couple things uh, on YouTube and uh, on, on X that's been happening in um, just in the last couple of days in Canada and the United States. So uh, before I get into it, I am going to mention a couple of things that I use on my podcast like I did the last time. Um, I use XLR cables. These XLR cables I picked up on uh, Amazon. I will put the link um, below. It can take you right to these. Amazing cables. Um, this one here I use on this on my particular microphone here. This is a red one. Uh, there's green, yellow, blue, orange, purple, and they're like uh, ten footers. They're fantastic. I uh, literally just plug them right in, plug them right into my microphone, plug them into my soundboard, and uh, you're away to the races. Just fantastic. Um, anyway, like I said, I will. Put the link in the description below. Takes you right there, and you can check it out. Now, my soundboard. I'm going to post a picture right here, and it's the um, Rode Rodecaster Pro, and uh, what I it's what I use for my soundboard, and it's fantastic. Um, does everything you want to do. If you don't know what the Rodecaster Pro can do, go check out some videos. It's amazing. Once again, I will put picture up here. Up here and down below I'll put the link that you can take you right to the Roadcaster Pro. Anyway, let's get right into it. Um, what happened yesterday? Well, the Iowa caucus happened yesterday. And um, what happened? Uh, who won? Who came in second and all that fun stuff? I'll post up the, uh, if you haven't heard, unless you've been living somewhere under a rock or whatever. But there you go. Trump won the Iowa caucus. The Iowa caucus results, that's it there. 51%, 19, 21, and 7. Now, the funny thing about that is people would have you, would have you believe that, um, oh, he didn't do that well, blah, blah, blah. Well, he did do well. And if you don't believe me, here's a little picture of Iowa right here. 
he won 98%, 99% of all the counties. That's the only one he didn't win. The one in blue is the one he didn't win. He won all the other ones. So I'd say that is pretty good. Anyway, people that say that, you know, he didn't do a good job or whatnot, he, he cleaned house. He literally destroyed everyone else in the, in the, that was on, on the list. Um, anyway, I'm going to show you a little clip here. This is from um, Sky News. I like to watch Sky News sometimes. They're out of Australia. Um, they, they, just the way they report on certain things is pretty good. This this uh, young reporter here, she reports on, of course, Trump's win, and this is what she has to say. Front page of the Canberra Times now. Trump begins his march. This guy now owns the record for the largest margin of victory in the history of contested Iowa Republican caucuses. The former record holder held 12.8% of the vote. Trump has 51% of the So the former record holder, as you just heard there, was 12.8%. Trump like one over 50. And people are saying, of course, on the left, that he didn't do well. Pay attention. The vote. If this isn't a good start, I don't know what is. This is just beautiful. I absolutely love it. I know it's just the very beginning. I mean, we're talking about one primary here, but MAGA is back, baby. He's back with a bang, babe. So she's pretty stoked about what transpired there. And um, uh, uh, Jory Reid there on MSNBC, um, she said something which was, I don't know, I, you can call it what you want, but here's basically what uh, what she said. And I'll let you judge. You can drop uh, drop some comments and let me know what you think. But here's what she said. That these are white Christians. That this is a state that is overrepresented over by white Christians that are going to participate in these caucuses, yes. especially tonight. Wow. Like, does it really matter? They're Americans and they're voting. Does it matter what color they are? By the way, did you check the color of her hair? Kind of look like a Trump cut, if you ask me. Blonde and uh, a wig or something. But anyway, saying that, you know, they're white, it doesn't matter. Who cares? I don't understand why people always pull out the old white and black and all that stuff. And it's kind of crazy. But anyway, so it's so bad that um, my next little video I'm going to show you here is, of course, Trump talking a little bit. Um, with uh, Vivek, Vivek Ramaswamy, who came in actually third and then he dropped out. Uh, he, had, he did a pretty good job, and he actually went to more counties than all the other um, people combined. Uh, Haley, DeSantis, and Trump, actually. Uh, Vivek went to double, and then some went, they all went to. I think he did a great job. Hardworking guy. Um, but anyway, MSNBC and CNN, they didn't even want to uh, put up Trump's speech, his acceptance speech kind of thing, or his win speech, whatever you want to call it, um, which I think is pretty shitty because how are people, it doesn't matter what medium you're from or what media you're on, um, you should be able to you know, let the people of the world or the country um, listen to the person who won. That's just my opinion. You can have yours. Drop your comments below. So here's... Uh, Trump's little first part of his speech, and then he introduces Vivek. 
worry about 10 more months with these people because they can do a lot of damage. What they're doing to our country is very sad. We were the first candidate ever to get more than 52 percent of the vote. We now uh, have our eyes on a very special place. You know what that place is? New Hampshire. <laughs> and I know that New Hampshire will never let us down, just like in 2016. You remember that? We came in here and we won in a landslide. 2016. It's time for the Republican Party, however, to unify, come together, and move forward as one team. We have to beat crooked Joe Biden. We have to beat him. Our country is at stake, and we need to focus on all of our resources. We have to put them into energy and effort and defeating Biden and all of these radical left lunatics, what they're doing to our country. We can't let it happen. We cannot let it continue. We're going down, and we cannot let it continue. Last night, I was honored to receive the endorsement of a man who has become a true leader and earned the admiration of so many patriots. I, I've been a friend of his, even though we were competing against each other. But I was a friend of his, and we got along. And he was saying he's a great president. I kept saying, why is he running? He keeps calling me a great president. But he's a fantastic guy, a very smart guy. He's got some tremendous ideas. And uh, he's young, and he's got some young ideas, too. And that's a good thing. So he has a big, beautiful, bright future ahead. Vivek Ramaswamy. Come on up, Vivek. Let's do this, guys. It's good to see you. It's good to be back in New Hampshire. We miss you guys. We're going to make this happen, and you guys know this well. You know this man. You know why we're here, patriots across the state. We are in the middle of a war in this country. That's what this is. It's not a war between black and white. It's not between Democrat and Republican, even in a deeper sense. It's between the permanent state and the everyday citizen. Between those of us who love the United States of America and a fringe minority who hates this country and what we stand for. And right now we need a commander-in-chief who will lead us to victory in this war. That's what we need in this country. You gotta know you're in a war to win one. You can't win one if you're asleep at the switch, have your head stuck in the sand like most Republicans. And I think that's gonna require somebody who isn't bought and paid for, a businessman, not a politician. Anybody heard of that? And that's why I was in this race, but I'll tell you, the people of Iowa spoke loud and clear last night, and I'm a big believer that we, the people, create a government that is accountable to us, not the other way around. That we, the people, choose who leads this country. And so we heard we, the people, last night, and that is why last evening I met my friend here, we met in person, and I told him that I would endorse Donald J. Trump for President of the United States and do everything in my power to lead us to victory in this war. It is a 1776 moment right now. So I'm going to stop right there. It goes on for a few more minutes with Vivek as he's uh, discussing everything he talked about while he was uh, campaigning. Uh, sounds familiar when Vivek starts talking about 
the government and how they work for us. You know, we're not working for them. Very similar to Canada. The United States and Canada are very, very similar with a lot of things that are going on. Um, the, com the comparisons are, are quite remarkable when you, when you look at it. If you haven't been following Vivek at all, uh, Vivek, is, uh, his main thing is about truth and uh, tries to speak the truth. Some people like it, like I've said in previous podcasts. Some people don't. Uh, here's one moment when Vivek was do doing a um, uh, get-together in Iowa uh, during during the before the big caucus uh, yesterday, um, and this is what transpired when uh, he was having this this little get together. This was on January twelfth, and um, I'll just play it here and show you what transpired and how he handled it. Right now, we're doing poorly. You're going to get to questions. I promise you, I'm going to get to questions. Well, you know, you know part, part of what we've part of what we said in this country is I'm going to set an example here. There's a lot of people here who come to now. I'm going to finish what I'm saying. Yeah, I promise you're going to get the first question tonight. That so just to give you what's happening here, because you're, if you're not watching it on YouTube and you're listening to it on a podcast, uh, a young man stood up and interrupted Vivek as he was speaking to a crowd of people. And he is a climate activist, this young man. And uh, he wanted to inter interrupt what was going on. And Vivek basically said to him, listen, I'll give you a chance to ask your question. Just you know, let me speak first and then... I promise you, I'll let you have first question, and this is how it unfolds. Work for you, sir. Sure, sir. Thank you. Thank you for being here, because I, I want to end on a note that before we do this, I want everybody in this room to understand this is how we get our country back, because we're going to speak the truth. And that's what this campaign is about, speaking the truth, not just when it's easy, but when it's hard. Speaking the truth, not just to the Democrats on the other side, but to our own side, the Republican Party right here at home. So here's another one that jumped up. A different individual jumped up and starts calling him a liar about climate change. Sir, you are going to make a deal. You know what we're doing this country? This is, this is the beauty of the United. This is the beauty of the United States of America right here. And you know what we're not going to do? I'm going to tell you for those of you who watched the videos today, we're not going to have a security guard or police officer tackle him and escort him out of the room. Because that's not how we do things in the United States. You know what we're going to do is we're going to kill young men. You know what? You're going to have a chance to speak, but you're going to have a chance to speak after you sit down and be respectful of everybody else in this room. And I'm going to give you a chance to speak. You need to respect everybody in this room. Thank you. Sir, you can... In, in, I see you. And we're going to have a good discussion today. I promise you that. Because I'm going to speak some... Thank you. I, I, I promise... I promise you, sir, I promise you, sir, you're undermining the own point you want to make, and I'm going to give you a better chance in a moment if you sit down and actually be respectful of everybody else in here. But there's a free seat. Come up right here. Come on up, buddy. Come on up. Come on up and have a seat. Now, another one steps up. Another girl steps up, and she starts giving them the business, too, about climate change and fossil fuels and all this other stuff. About our future and that little girl's future? How much money? Yeah, I, if you want to have a seat and we can have a respectful discussion, we can do that. But if you're not going to have a respectful discussion, then I'm going to be doing it. So, I don't get any money from fossil fuels. You know who's my biggest donor? That's not true. That's actually absolutely true. Your company Strive owns $50 million in fossil fuels. Because index funds of every American in this room does, and we deserve to be proud of it. And I 
Yeah, so basically what you're saying about the index funds and whatnot, uh, people that uh, are in stock market or anything like that, people that are diversified in the stock market, I guarantee you people that are heavily involved in the stock market will have something with oil because you know why? Oil makes the world go round. Everything is made of oil, believe it or not. Plastics are made of oil. People's uh, synthetic uh, coats are made from oil. Uh, certain furnitures are made from oil. Certain things for your houses are made from oil. All kinds of plastics are made from oil. If you took away all the oil and all the stuff that oil made, you'd have nothing. It, it's, it's crazy how much stuff that oil is used to, to, to make and create. Um, but these people are going off about oil. Anyway, these climate activists are going off on Vivek, and he's just trying to be sincere, and he's trying to talk to them and say, listen, let's have a conversation, and let's have this out. And this is the problem with society. People want to, they think that if they shout, over the next person that that makes them right well shouting over top of somebody else even even when you're shouting the wrong information doesn't make you right so if you can speak put out your 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 points your information that you have and then let the other person speak and let them talk about their points and information maybe you can come to some type of an agreement come to some common ground and try to figure stuff out that's the way it should be but for some reason, people don't think that's the way it should be. They think that they should yell, yell and scream. So there's three different individuals, and he's trying to contain them all. And he does. He does a great job, and he ends up talking to them all. You can find this video anywhere online. Um, but I'm just going to move on from, from that little, little part there. So segue into the climate change stuff. This uh, actually is a clip from Leonard Nimoy from years and years ago. And... Um, Back in the 70s, actually. Back in the 70s, like 50 years ago. And why'd they have him on? Uh, in you know, like he was doing a show called In Search Of. Well, this one here, he was talking about climate change. And um, global warming, right? Global warming was a big thing, but now they've changed global warming. They changed the name to climate change. Ask yourself why they did that. There's numerous reasons, but uh, I can think of a few. Anyway, leave your... Uh, comments below drop them down below um anyway so here, they picked leonard nimoy because of course he was spock on star trek right and he was a science officer and they figured oh well he'll be credible when he talks about stuff so when he talks about this stuff here it kind of boggles the mind because this was 50 years ago here we go Fifteen years it has advanced and retreated with clockwork regularity if we are unprepared for the next advance the result could be hunger and death on a scale unprecedented in all of history what scientists are telling us now is that the threat of an ice age is not as remote as they once thought. During a lifetime of our grandchildren, Arctic cold and perpetual snow could turn most of the inhabitable portions of our planet into a polar desert. In 1977, the worst winter in a century struck the United States. Arctic cold ripped the Midwest for weeks on end. Great blizzards paralyzed cities of the Northeast. One desperate night in Buffalo, eight people froze to death in maroon cars. Pat Bushnell was on the road that night. Traffic just absolutely stopped. I was afraid of being stuck in the car all night long with the uh, cold and the wind running out of gas. And then what? I think that if we had to go through a real bad winter, just like we just went through, I think we'd have to think about moving someplace else. Move where? The brutal buffalo winter might become common all over the United States. Climate experts believe the next ice age is on its way. According to 
to recent evidence, it could come sooner than anyone had expected. At weather stations in the far north, temperatures have been dropping for 30 years. Seacoasts, long free of summer ice, are now blocked year-round. According to some climatologists, within a lifetime, we might be living in the next ice age. So that was 50 years ago. And uh, they've been flogging this climate change thing for quite some time. And now, of course, uh, Kerry's doing it over in Davos, actually, as we speak in Switzerland. And if you've never heard about Davos, that's where these uh, globalists globalist get together and they talk about all the stuff that they're going to do to all the people in the world and how they should promote stuff and how they should move forward with certain things. Well, listen to this. Just give you an idea. Listen to this guy here. He's at the World Economic Forum. You can see in the backdrop. This guy's talking about keeping track of people's carbon footprint because we all have a carbon footprint. And how are they going to keep track of that? What do they do? Charge you carbon credits, right? Is this what they're going to do? Listen to this. Through technology, an ability for consumers to measure their own carbon footprint. What does that mean? That's where are they traveling? How are they traveling? What are they eating? What are they consuming on the platform? So, individual carbon footprint tracker. Mm. Stay tuned. We don't have it operational yet, but this isn't that something. A carbon footprint tracker. These people are crazy, right? Like, well, so why are they making all these these decisions for the rest of us in the world? And you want to kind of wonder, well, who belongs to the WWF and and all that stuff? And I've covered this before. Well, this individual here, I'm sure you'll recognize her. This person here was appointed by Justin Trudeau, and she is our Deputy Prime Minister, Christia Freeland. She's to speak at Davos, actually, today. There she is. And we didn't elect people in Davos. We never elected them. So why do they get a say in what happens to other people in other countries? Right? And uh, they shouldn't be having anything to say at the WF or the uh, or the WHO. We didn't vote them either, or the World Health Organization. Um, we have nothing to do with those people. But they seem to want to get into our lives and everyone around the world's lives, which is, uh, is mind-boggling. Now, another thing, clip I'm going to show you about the WHO, um, you know, whether you have or have not heard of uh, uh, Xavier Millet, he's the new... Uh, President of Argentina, he's uh, quite the uh, quite the character. If you haven't seen him, anyway, he is actually he was actually speaking uh, this morning in Davos, and this is before he went. Um, somebody asked him, one of the reporters asked him what his uh, reason for going to uh, Davos was, and this was his response. <laughs> He says he wants to plant the idea of freedom in the 2030 socialist agenda. And the only thing it will bring is misery to the world. And then the report says, what will Wednesday's exhibition be based on? What's the objective? He said that freedom is the key to prosperity. And then he says, what is the meaning of the meeting, the uh, reporter? 
He says, I want to keep talking and make it very clear of the conviction that we all have. That the change of course that the new government has marked. And he says, muchas gracias, presidente. Um, so anyway, that was the uh, reporter just asking him a question in regards to what he was going to do. And this is actually him speaking. And this is what he said. Good afternoon. Thank you very much. Today I'm here to tell you that the Western world is in danger. And it is in danger because those who are supposed to have to defend the values of the West are co-opted by a vision of the world that inexorably leads to socialism and thereby to poverty. Unfortunately, in recent decades, motivated by some well-meaning individuals willing to help others, and others motivated by the wish to belong to a privileged caste, the main leaders of the Western world have abandoned the model of freedom for different versions of what we call collectivism. We're here to tell you that collectivist experiments are never the solution to the problems that afflict the citizens of the world. Rather, they are the root cause. Do believe me, no one better place than us Argentines to testify to these two points. So that's basically what he was uh, saying. He was talking to these uh, globalists about freedom and uh, how s there's socialism. There's just, it's a dead end. It's an absolute dead end. So speaking of people in Davos and what they're talking about, here is a person from, uh, she's speaking at WF, and she is talking about uh, ecocide. And she was saying that people that do farming or fishing, it's ecocide. And she's demanding that it be recognized as a serious crime. This is like, if you didn't hear it, you wouldn't, you'd think it was a joke, but listen. It's becoming more, it's becoming better known around the world and the concept is generally mass damage and destruction of nature. Um, but legally speaking, um, what our organization and other collaborators aim to do is to have this recognized legally as a serious crime. Because one of the issues that sort of pervades all of this discussion is that we have a kind of cultural, very ingrained habit of not taking damage to nature as seriously as we take damage to people and property. Um, and that, I mean, if you're campaigning for human rights, at least you know mass murder, torture, all of these things are serious crimes. But there's no equivalent in the environmental space. Um, and so, and, and you know, unlike a, an international crime like genocide that in, involves a specific intent, with ecocide what we see is actually what people are trying to do, what businesses are trying to do is make money, is, you know, is farm, is fish, is do all of these things that are um, you know, producing energy and so on um, as well. But what's, it, what's missing is the awareness and the conscience around the side effects, around the collateral damage that happens with that. That's something. Talking about farming and fishing, that it's some type of ecocide, some new word, ecocide. Kind of bizarre, but uh, 
Anyway, another thing that's bizarre too is when you have somebody like uh, uh, Bill Gates going to Davos all the time. And uh, it was just uh, Ezra Levant said uh, he's in Davos, which he is, of course, all the Rebel News crew are. Um, he's in Davos, Switzerland, and he basically says if uh, you could ask the president of the Bill Gates, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation uh, question, what would it be? Um, my simple question would be, what are you doing there? You're like a, you know, you created Microsoft, right? And uh, basically um, did software and stuff. What do you, what do you have anything to do with? vaccines or what do you have to do anything to do with anything that goes on in Davos and why should the people of the world or your country for that matter have listened to you for anything you're just you know just a, an owner of a company bizarre very bizarre anyway Davos and all that stuff so I'm going to leave you this last little clip it's quite comical actually this is a clip of um that I found on Twitter, of course, because I said this is called the YouTube and Twitter files, the uh, XY files. Um, this one here is uh, the truth about MAGA extremists. This is quite comical, actually. You have a listen at it. Here we go. I'd like to talk to you today about these MAGA extremists. I'm sure you've heard Biden mention them time and again, but these people are truly, truly extreme. These MAGA extremists believe that America should be a sovereign nation. They want our borders to be secured and believe that people must migrate here legally instead of illegally. These MAGA extremists believe that we should not get involved in foreign wars. These people don't like war. They don't want a world with war. They're crazy. These MAGA extremists believe that women should be the only ones competing in women's sports. These MAGA extremists don't believe that men can get pregnant. These MAGA extremists believe that people should be hired based on their credentials and not their skin color or who they sleep with. It's disgusting. These MAGA extremists <laughs> believe that babies inside the womb are human beings. These extremists believe that it's hypocritical to purchase oceanfront property or to fly around on private jets or to own multiple homes if we truly believe in climate change. This is a hard one. But these MAGA extremists also believe that good guys should be allowed to have guns. These extremists want more products made in America. This one just, it gets me. It, these extremists, they believe that the government should not be able to forcibly inject an individual with something that they don't want in their body. Like, the individual should have a choice or something like that. I, I, I don't get it. These MAGA extremists, they want free speech. They want the ability to be able to say whatever they want to say. Like, even mean things. These people are terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. <laughs> now, that's funny, 
right? That's it's good satire. But it just goes to show you how stupid it is when you look at the bigger picture that when people say like MAG in the States, right? It's make America great again. No different than here in Canada. When, when uh, the left is comparing Pierre Polyev to MAGA-style politics, well, if MAGA-style politics is making your country great again, what is wrong with that? Comments? Drop your stuff in the comments. Let me know what you think. It's absolutely insane that people don't want the best for their country. Why wouldn't you want the best for your country? Right? You want to have the best possible life you want to have the best country doing the what's right for its citizens right what's wrong with that for some reason the left thinks that you don't want that you ask canadians what they want ask americans what they want they want a good life they want to live in a country that they are so proud of because of what they've created what that government has done to help the citizens of that country not to make their life worse, but to make their life better. That's what you want. I've said this numerous times before. When you get involved with uh, anything political or you, you're looking at uh, voting somebody in in your area, MP, MPP, or, of course, your prime minister, president in the states, the senator and congress people, governors, see if, if their beliefs align with yours. If what they're thinking about align with your beliefs, and then chances are that's a person that probably has your best interest at heart because they believe in the things that you believe in. And uh, that's what you want to do. You want to have a good life. You want to have the best possible life that you can have. And uh, it's as simple as that. So make, make America great again. Make Canada great again. Whatever. Because right now, no. Price of carbon tax in Canada is insane. Taxation on the, the weather is not going to change the weather. Like right now, it's like minus 20, minus 20 right in Ontario. Um, it's minus 50 in Alberta, Calgary. Um, ask them about EVs, electric vehicles out there, the ones that are, that are dying because they, they're halfway through. They couldn't get a, a half, half a charge because it's so cold. It's losing its charge. That's in Calgary and Alberta, minus 50. But uh, – Anyway, that's for a different discussion. Anyway, those are just a little, few little things in regards to making your country great again. That's all. And uh, a little bit about, of course, WEF. We don't, we don't elect those people. They, they, shouldn't have, they should have zero to do with us. Same with the, uh, the WHO, zero. Shouldn't have some group, small group of people telling a country of 38 million in Canada and you know, 370, 380 million people in the States what they should and shouldn't do. No lockdowns, mask mandates, blah, blah, blah. No. No, and no, that mandates are just that. Their mandates are not the law. It's not passed through a house and down the states. It's not passed through the Senate. And in Canada here, it hasn't been passed through our house's law. There were mandates. Mask, there were mandates, not, man, not uh, mask laws. Okay. Anyway, that's just my little rant at the end of my podcast for today. So that's it for today's podcast. And uh, I'm going to shut it down. But before I do, I just wanted to say thank you for all the people that have subscribed and liked my channel and shared my channel. My channel can be uh, found on uh, Rumble, and it can also be found uh, on Spotify, uh, Apple, Google, 
any any spot that has podcast, I can be found. All you have to do is type in the surge affect with an A, and uh, you will see my black logo with my uh, microphone and the TSA on that logo. And um, it's as simple as that. And until next time, everyone, have yourself a great day. Cheers. This episode sponsored by He Shirts, She Shirts. Go to www.heshirtsshirts.ca. Just type in the letters TSA, the surge effect. When you check out, type in TSA for your coupon and receive 10% off your next purchase. Thanks for listening to today's podcast, everybody.